0: Welcome to the Betterish Podcast. I'm Angie. And I'm Malin. We can't guarantee this podcast will improve your life, but we hope it will at least make you laugh
1: and think about being better-ish. Good morning, Malin. Hey, Angie. How are you? Um, I'm good this morning, but I have a question for you. Oh, gosh. Yeah? Have you ever heard of an Ironman, like the competition, the athletic
0: event? Oh, like where they do like all the hard things. Yeah. Like okay. run and swim and bike. Do you know
1: how much of each thing they do? Do know. 30 miles. <laughs> of what? Like, okay. The other day, I was driving, and there was a sign. There's going to be an Ironman competition. This lane will be restricted. And I looked at my husband, and I said, how, isn't, how is that, like, physically possible? Like, I don't think a marathon is humanly physically po- possible, let alone an Ironman, because don't they swim, like, 20 laps on an Olympic-sized pool and, like, run a half marathon, and then bike for 20 miles? And my husband was like, "Yeah, Angie, they run a full marathon. They do more than that. And I said, Nuh-uh. no. I said, cer- <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> you, you sweet, naive man. That is certainly not humanly possible. And he goes, no. Let me look it up for you. Oh, I kid you not. And I let me, it is a full marathon. I have and no idea. Guess how, guess how long they ride bikes
0: for? Um, like in miles or minutes? Well, it takes people different (laughs) amounts of time. Miles?
1: um, Miles. Let's go with 100. The Ironman bike ride is 112 miles. And then, and then they do run a full marathon and guess how long they swim for? I don't know. 2.4 miles. They swim. Oh my gosh. Okay. I can't swim, like, the length of one pool without, like, looking like I'm drowning. I can't, like, I can run a mile, barely, but this is embarrassing. Legitimately, when I go running, cars slow down and ask me if I'm okay. (laughs) Because I, like, I hate running and I clearly have weird form and I think I lean forward a little bit so it looks like I'm being chased one time when I lived in Utah on the same night two different cars rolled down their window they're like hey are you okay do you need a ride and I was like no I'm doing and this on purpose she- like I'm choosing to run right now it was so embarrassing so I didn't I was like I'm how did I like Iron Man what you like, are so funny that's you should, a thing you should go watch when is it that's gonna take forever <laughs>
0: You I no don't even have the energy to watch an Iron Man, let
1: alone run, slash bike, slash swim one. That's crazy. Let's not put that on our goal list. No, that's not. Some, I'm not jealous of the <laughs> Iron Man people. They're like robots. I like think how they do you are. even begin to? I just, I don't get it. I want. I if you that. have
0: been in an Iron Man competition or know someone,
1: let us know. Tell us about it because
0: I don't know. I just to want to ask them that. some
1: questions. Yeah, we have. We have some like, questions so for furious. you. Yeah. We're a, a little bit conspiracy theorists, so like we have some serious questions about like your past and where you're from, and like show us show us your birth certificate, your you're DNA. not a robot. <laughs> yes, you're so, so funny. funny. That's what I discovered this week, and I could not believe it. Like I still can't believe it. Well, fun. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I didn't really discover anything this week. Uh, I
0: don't really have a lot going on. Do
1: you, wait, 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 Malin. Let's yes. share our reviews. Oh, we, yes, yes, yes. We, okay. we picked some of our favorite iTunes reviews that we want to share with you. Malin, share yours first. Okay, this is from, Okay, I don't know how to say it, S- Swinks? They say, love, I've
0: followed Malin on Instagram for years now and truly, or, and love her truly. Thank you. She's real honest and witty. When she announced that she was starting a podcast, I was stoked. I must say this podcast has depth, like all caps, depth. That's really nice. Thank you. Like Malin and Angie, like Malin comma, Angie is wonderful. She and Mullen have great chemistry. They play off of each other nicely and offer insightful advice. I'm really blown away by this podcast. Good for you ladies for starting a new venture. It suits you well. That is Aww. so nice. Thank, Thank you. Send us an email.
1: Squinks and we'll send <laughs> Squinks, send us an email and we'll send you something. Yes. Alright. Um, I'm going to share this one from Mrs. Mullins 3. She says, this has been the golden ticket of podcasts for me. I've been trying on my own to be betterish without any help. I guess you could say. And this has helped me with my self-care because this cracks me up and is so true and helpful. Oh my gosh. One, laughing my freaking butt off. <laughs> Two, Malin, we are taking Angie to Bucky's and having all the breakfast t- <laughs> yes! from Q-T. Yes! Three, Angie, I started using your phrase, not yet, with my girls, and it's been such a positive shift. Oh, I love Aww, that. Thank you. If you guys... You. Um, didn't follow us last week? We <laughs> on Instagram at Betterish Podcast. We took all of our followers to our local gas stations and compared and contrasted. So be sure you're following us on Instagram at Betterish so you can tune in with us throughout the week on our <laughs> our crazy adventures. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and you guys send
0: us uh, those two reviewers. Um, go ahead and email us your address, and we will send you a Betterish
1: package. Yes. All right. Let's jump into it. Jump right mean into girls. it. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. So, what is a mean girl? I think when we ask that question, most people probably have an actual person come to mind, or maybe the movie comes to mind. But it kind of persona—it's like personified by a person, a type of person, right? There's a stereotypical mean girl that we all think of, who's beautiful and put together, and kind of exclusive in her life, and makes us feel inferior. Would you agree with that? Completely. Yep. Right. So. Why? What about that person makes her a mean girl? So we did some research. We looked online and all of the articles online more or less agree and say the same thing in different ways. What is a mean girl? So there's an article by someone named Sherry Gordon. She's an author and a bully prevention expert. Um, And she posted this on VeryWellFamily.com. She said, girls use backbiting, ostracizing, rumor spreading, name calling, and manipulation to inflict serious psychological harm to their targets. The result often leaves girls bewildered and upset with no clear understanding of why they are being targeted. That's really sad. That is sad. And make it, this topic just makes my heart sad because we've all
0: been a mean girl and we've all had mean things happen to us. And it just is like, it's just heavy. Like now being an adult and a mother to daughters, I'm like, oh shoot, like here we go.
1: But this podcast is going to leave you feeling better-ish. We're going to talk about how to identify mean girl behavior in yourself or others around you, how to overcome and prevent it, and what to do if you have a mean girl around you. And even though we're going to kind of pseudo-define mean girl behavior, the overall sentiment online was it's more of a feeling you get than someone's behavior. You know the behavior when you see it because you feel it. So I... I don't know. When I think of Mean Girls, the first
0: thing that pops in my head is, yes, the movie, but also a few experiences I've had in my life. And when Angie and I were talking about doing this, of course, like, the first thing that was in my head was all the mean things that have been done to me, but then I was like, oh, wait, I've probably done some mean things, too. And I've spent the last few weeks reflecting on some of my past negative choices, and, um... It's been good, but also sad. But I've moved on. When I turned um, 30 last year, I uh, reached out to a bunch of people that I felt I owed an apology to. And I wrote them letters and sent emails and text messages. And I just wanted to move forward, like, having no qualms with anyone or anything. Like, I just wanted to, like, be free of all of it. And I, if I have hurt you and you're listening to this and I did not apologize, I honestly don't remember. And I am sorry but there's one person that I couldn't contact and it's been in my head for a few weeks now and it's driving me crazy. Can I tell you, do you want to know the story? It's like, it's the meanest thing I've ever done that I can think of. Yeah, sure. So, um, when I went to college, I moved to college, uh, the week after I graduated high school and I was going for like a summer semester and the apartment manager had told me that I'd be living with all freshmen but when I got there um, so I moved in during like the girls had already been living together for a few months when I moved in and they were all older girls like 22, 23 and here I was like little 18 year old Malin off on my mm. own for the first time and the apartment wasn't full though there was still room for people to come in um, so I picked an empty room and Like the next day, one of the other girls had moved into the room with me. And she was like, I don't like my roommate. I'm moving in here with you. And I was like, okay, like I I like this girl. And I hadn't really met the other roommate yet. And anyways, as the weeks went by, this other roommate, let's call her Sarah. Sarah didn't really come around a lot. I didn't have a lot to do with her. But the other girls were so mean about her. They talked mean about her. They ignored her. Like the one girl moved out of her bedroom. Like Sarah just came home one day. And the other roommate had moved out without any words. Yeah. And I remember being, like, knowing it was wrong. But also here I was, 18, in this new environment with all these cool, like, older girls. And I wanted to fit in with them. And I didn't go out of my way to be nice to Sarah. I just kind of, like, I will admit my behavior was not right. But I will also say that I was impressionable. And I was not the ringleader, but I didn't stop it. Yeah. And it. Um, I remember one day just walking home. From class with one of my other roommates and she was like we are gonna take the toilet paper out of the bathroom because Sarah (gasps) never buys it and we're gonna take it and hide it from her and I like I honestly can't remember what I said or thought but I I allowed it to happen I didn't steal the toilet paper I don't think but I allowed it to happen and Sarah eventually moved out and that was a really awkward day and I remember just being devastated and also being perplexed that my roommates scoffed at it like i just i had never seen such mean girls i was mean too but there are two kinds of evil people people who do evil stuff and people who see evil stuff being done and don't try to stop it
1: does that mean i'm morally obligated to burn that lady's outfit
0: i'd never like i felt so bad and yeah. maybe i should talk to my other <laughs> roommates one day and be like did you guys feel bad too anyways so years later uh in college I I was thinking about it one day like this is after I'd been married and had kids and we were still living in our college town and I was like oh you know I wish I could apologize to Sarah and I thought and thought and thought about it and one day I ran into her at the grocery store like I didn't talk to her but she was on the aisle with me and I was like oh my gosh like Malin now's your moment like go say sorry and I chickened out I couldn't do it I felt so bad and I've never said sorry to her it was the meanest thing in the whole world and if you're if you know that situation and you know who Sarah is I can't find her I've looked for her online um but if you know her and can put me in contact with her
1: I would love to apologize to her I owe her one it was so mean
0: so I hope mean. we find
1: her I know, I know I do I have a lot of compassion for you in that situation too because I think you nailed it a lot of times our mean girl behavior is well all of the time like it wasn't her it was you it was your mm-hmm. own insecurity your own you mm-hmm. wanted to fit in I think that nails it mean girl behavior even into adulthood is math is its insecurity masked as mean behavior yeah
0: it was you know? insecurity and it was fear like I was afraid that the other roommates wouldn't like me and here I wanted to be liked yeah like, but that's a lot of but, but it's someone else's expense and how like and I look back at college with all these really fun experiences and I like what did Sarah think like she yeah. can look back and be like my roommates were so horrible I had to move out like oh it, it breaks my heart and I owe her an apology and when I find her, I will apologize to her
1: do you have a story, Angie? I was like on the fence about sharing this because I was a really little girl. This happened in third grade. Oh my gosh. I I know. I was, I can't believe I did this. I was not like a super mean girl, but I was definitely impressionable. Like you said, impressionable, but I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of it. In third grade, it was indoor recess because of rain. And I was hanging out with this boy named Josh. Mind you, Josh went to juvie like in seventh grade and never got out I don't know what he did but I should not have been hanging out with this kid in third grade he was already trouble and there's another girl in our class let's call her Allison and god I, I feel so bad don't hate me for saying this you guys I was a third grader you're good. And in third grade, even in third grade, you're impressionable, and you're starting to look at people's clothes and what they look like. I feel like that's another big trigger. She was heavier, but she was a third grader, so we all sometimes grow out of it. But he was like, "Let's write a note to her mom and say that she needs to lose some weight." <gasps> and we did. And my name was on it. And we wrote like, "Dear Allison's mom, your daughter needs to." I don't remember what it said. But I know she found the note. I'm going to cry. That I'm dying. So and awful. she It's okay. It's okay. This you is were, awful. It's okay. It's okay. You and, were in third And cry. I remember Mrs. Alice, that's her, her actual name. She, like, Allison found the note and took it to the teacher crying. And we were idiots and signed our name on the note. So <laughs> she- we got caught. And I was, I remember, go, and I got sent to intervention, which Aww. was, I'd only been to that room once. And it's where they take the trouble kids. And you sit in a cubicle with your head down. I remember just bawling, like. What mm-hmm. did I just do? I, I just hurt. I, I realized in that moment that was like the meanest thing, but it was, I was just like, I was, Josh thought it was funny, it was funny, we were gonna do it. And I never hung out with Josh again, and I got in huge trouble, and I feel awful because that's like your formative years. Like, who knows what damage I did? You know right. what I mean? Oh, Ugh, it's so it's sick. Rough. I feel
0: sick. But you know what, that. Angie, but you know what? You're not alone. We've all. Done stuff. We've all had moments, and it's just—it's just a heavy thing. It just like hurts me. Like I found this, this so quote. hard to talk
1: about. oh my I know gosh. it
0: is. I found this quote that says, "You never look good trying to make someone else look bad." And right? I've been thinking that this week, and like, I need a t-shirt to my girls. Like, I talk to them about it, and they know to be nice. But still, like, I think in the moment, like when I was being mean to Sarah, I—I I wanted to look cool in front of my other friends, but that's not a good look on anyone being a yeah. witch, like really, it doesn't look good on anyone and I, but let's talk about how we can overcome mean girl when mean things happen to us, I guess.
1: Can you, do you have a story of when someone's been really mean to you? I have a lot. I feel like that moment in third grade was almost like a transformative moment for me because mm-hmm. I realized how much I hurt that girl and how much I didn't want to hurt anyone again. So I mm-hmm. think I was more of a passive participant in my high school years, I didn't actively do anything like that ever again that I remember. And if I did, email me and I'm so sorry. But it, I think the guilt the guilt is what pushed me into better behavior. But sometimes it's hard to identify mean girl behavior. But I've been left out of things that I thought I should have been invited to. And that really hurt. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Where I used to live, I was welcomed into a new community by a group of women and it was awesome they were super helpful with me moving in and I had a new baby and I was invited to like girls nights and all these things and then we I had a mutual friend who wasn't it was through work that I knew her so she didn't regularly go to these events because she didn't know most of the other women but we had a mutual friend within this group that had welcomed me in and so I went out with this work friend once and she said oh I went out with I met all these other friends so-and-so at at so-and-so's birthday party. And I thought, wait, Mm -hmm. what? Like, they had a birthday party? It was so-and-so's birthday? Like, I didn't know that. And I was way left out. And then there were pictures of it all over social media. And I was like, why am I suddenly being left out? Like, this hurt. It hurt. It stunk. I actually cried to this work friend and was like, I feel terrible. Like, what did I do?
0: Did you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to awesome music and then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness?
1: And that's when I had to realize I didn't do anything. I actually didn't do anything. It's literally the other people. And that's what's so important to identify, to realize about mean girl behavior. It's not you, it's them. It's their insecurity about how they look or what they have in their life or what they don't have in their life, their own self-esteem. They're threatened by you or hurting you makes them feel powerful. And that's what I had to realize. And so let's go into, that's a good segue into this Article: heard this this woman named Jewel Keating from lovepanky.com. She <laughs> love says, Panky? <laughs> yeah, Love Panky. She <laughs> says, girls by nature are certainly not vicious or mean. I know that. The truth is, it only takes one in the group for it to go bad. Just like one bad cell causing cancer throughout the body, a mean girl does just as much damage to the mind of a woman. Understanding the very distinct signs of the mean girl helps you spot her. And when you do run the other way let me just get that out now in all the articles where i read what do you do when you're with a mean girl when there's a mean girl in the office when there's a mean girl around you all of the articles say get away ask to transfer Mm -hmm. because you're not going to change that person do not make a mean girl your project
0: now what the young ladies in this grade need is an attitude makeover and you're going to get it right now i don't care how long it takes i will keep you here all night
1: we can't keep them past four
0: I will keep you here until four.
1: If you try to befriend her, you're gonna become her victim and her target. You just can't. You gotta let them do the work and then come back. But that's a hard boundary. You honestly just need to like put a boundary and walk away and find a new you know, it'll drain you to try to put the effort and energy into a mean girl. So from that article, they listed six ways to spot a mean girl. The first one is they struggle with envy. Mean uh, girl envy. Do you have any examples of mean girl envy? Yeah, it feels weird to say that someone was, like, envious of you. I'm
0: sorry that people are so jealous of me. But I can't help it that I'm popular. Like, I don't feel I like I'm very envy-worthy, but I actually do have someone. And gosh, I hate the, like I hate giving these people, like, space in my mind because I've let it all go, and to, like, think about it again, I'm like, ugh, gosh, I think I have a friend who uh, was envious of me, uh, and her way of coping with it was to try to one-up me all the time. Oh, yeah. And having a one-upper friend is exhausting. If I'm like... I'm going to the mall today. They're like, well, I'm going to the mall and then out for ice cream. It's like, okay, good. Like, have fun. Or like, I bought this outfit. They're like, well, I bought this outfit and a necklace. Like, okay. Or I'm going on a trip here. Well, I'm going on a trip here and staying in a nicer hotel. Like, okay. Like, leave. I have had two one-upper friends in my life, and it's exhausting, and you just have to, like, let it be. Like, Nothing I will ever do will be good enough for them. You just got to let them spiral out of control. And if they want to do that, that's
1: not my problem. I don't even want to, like, engage in conversation with someone who's like that because I'm just like, here it comes. Right. You know. Tell me
0: how you're better and all the cool things you're doing. Exactly.
1: Yeah. All right. The second way to spot a mean girl is they are appearance focused. They are super worried about what they look like physically. Hmm. Their hair, their face, whatever. We're going to do a whole episode on body image and... The approach we're going to take is that we need to fight any message that says that your bodies are not supposed to change, changing, you're supposed to age. Mm-hmm. That's great. A mean girl is very appearance focused, cannot leave the house, cannot be seen if she's not looking great, mm-hmm. talks about it, compares herself, talks about you and your appearance. Think you're like really pretty. Thank you. So you agree? What? You think you're really pretty. Oh, I don't know. <gasps> for me being around people who are appearance focused sometimes makes me self-conscious because mm-hmm. I don't wear makeup or get done up hardly ever just because I don't have the tie. It's just not worth my time. I feel like I have so much to do a lot of these and a lot of the way I navigate me and girl behavior is I think, what would I want my daughter to do? Mm-hmm. What if my daughter was doing this? How would I feel if my sweet six year old <clears throat> felt like she couldn't leave the house until she'd put makeup on and curled her hair and you know what I mean Mm -hmm. that would break my heart because I know what she can do and what she needs to go out and do and she's wasting hours putting like Mm -hmm. I don't know whenever I flip something onto my daughter in my mind I'm like oh man that's a waste of time Mm -hmm. like I don't I don't want to model that for her so I think when I'm around people who are appearance focused and always talking about like their appearance it makes me a little self-conscious because I'm not at all and I probably and it makes me feel like I should be like I haven't cut my hair since like eighth grade I only trim it that's and amazing that, like, I know but I'm just like I don't have to, it it takes hours to do this stuff and sometimes I feel self-conscious and that's not to say that you shouldn't wear makeup and you shouldn't do your hair I do makeup tutorials on YouTube I love makeup and I color my own hair but when it's when it starts to detract from someone's life mm-hmm. like they give up things they bring it up a lot it's a red flag for mean girl behavior and insecurity And then the third one that I will tell you is that they are status focused, either, Mm. either braggy about their own career, their husband's career, you know, and don't get me wrong. I want women to be way more confident than they are. You know, when did it become okay for our little girls to come home and say, oh my gosh, I passed the math test. I'm so good at math. And for a woman to say the same thing and be like, oh, wow, you're full of yourself. You know, (laughs) be proud of yourself, share your accomplishments and people will be proud of you. But status focused. Is when you use it as your sense of self worth. Okay, I
0: have the best story. So uh, I hate putting like a timeline on things because I don't want people to know what I'm talking about. But in my adult past, <laughs> I had to work with this girl, and she is uh, she's the meanest mean girl I ever knew. I have so many stories. A lot of them I'll share today are because of this girl. Um. Anyways, I had to work with her. I I was acquainted with her. I. I knew that she was a mean girl. I was steering clear of her, but then I had to work with her. And um, so I knew a little bit about her. And she was going to be over me. Like, I was under her working. And uh, she came to my house to meet with me one day. And (laughs) she goes, is it going to be a problem for you to take orders from someone who's younger than you? And I knew for a fact she was older than me. So I was like, "Mm -hmm." I was like, how old do you think I am? And, (laughs) oh, (laughs) Oh, it was so funny. So I had two kids at the time. This will tell you about the timeline. I had two kids. I was 24. And I said, how old do you think I am? And she said, I don't know, maybe 28, 29. And I was like, no. I was like, how old are you? She was like, well, 27. I was like, yeah, I'm 24. And her face, Angie, like it made her so miffed that I was twenty four with two kids and younger than her and she she thought she was coming in like, Are you gonna have a problem with me? Cause I'm this young person gonna give orders oh, to older man. people. Like, oh, I it was so hysterical. And then also like with her status, she was like, also just so you know, like I'm the boss and you don't really have a lot of responsibility. It's all on me. So you just tell me things and then I'll handle them. And I was like, no no no, that's not my job description. That's not how yeah. it works. Like my job is separate from yours. Yes, I report to you, but I have a different job than you. Thank you. And Our relationship was tumultuous from then on, and she is no longer in my life. I ran away. Ran so far away. Yeah.
1: Me and my husband have a really hard time with people who take themselves too seriously. Like, we're all born the same, and we're all going to die, and in between, there's not much. We just don't see status as anything. real. Like, there's really no one we would ever feel... Like, he, like, celebrities, for example. Mm-hmm. My husband, like, is so bugged by people who, like, want autographs from another person. He's like, that's weird. They're just good at their job and they're entertaining. But, like, to worship them like they're on another level is weird. But what about Meghan like, Markle? Right? I was like, what am I supposed to do if, like, Michael B. Jordan walks in, Enrique? I don't not get a picture with him. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. But uh, but I get the sentiment. Yeah. Like, people... people People sometimes wear that badge, like mm-hmm. their superiority badge. You know what I mean? They're status-centered, and that's a mean girl trait. Don't be status-centered. You're not better than anyone else, no matter what your job title is. And if you have an important job title, that means you should be doing more work with the people around you, not ruling over them. Good leaders rule with, you know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. like, they get down and they do the work with the people. They help people work and help people feel confident. Exactly. They don't reign over them. All right. Do you want to read the last three ways to start yes. a mean girl? Next one is, she has friendship troubles, frenemies. She likes to gossip and is always the center of drama. Yeah. There's a really good quote I heard that was like, don't sit at tables where you might be the subject when you get up. Ooh, that's and if good. you feel like that, this is, goes back to that thing at the beginning mean girl behavior is something you feel. If you're around a bunch of women who are gossiping about everyone else around you, including other women that you have been with, you are very likely going to be the next subject when you're not there. So you might want to meet some new people
0: (laughs) yeah no that's a really good one and i mean i've i know that i've been in trouble before for gossiping and it gets back to somebody and it's horrible like it always will come back to you like no matter what you just say nice things be a nice person or it will come back to you and be awkward i'm sorry i laughed at you that
1: time you got diarrhea at barnes and noble and i'm sorry i told everyone about it and i'm sorry for repeating it now yeah, or just say things. If you have a problem with someone, go to their face because it will always bite you in the back if you say it to someone else first. Right. So go and to their face and say, I'm worried about this. Hey, this happened. Are you are you okay? Do you have a problem with me? that I do something? Have a candid conversation and not a backhanded conversation. Exactly. And you know what always perplexes
0: me? Like, as I get older, I have less and less drama and problems in my life. Yeah. But then I watch real housewives and i'm like how are these women in their 50s like they're 50 right like how are they in their 50s and 60s late 40s and like can't get it together like i don't understand
1: i just like I haven't done the self work. think about I, it i mean struggles I struggles with envy appearance focused status focused it's right. all insecurity it's all insecurity oh, it's- it's exhausting. Um,
0: all right. The next one is she belongs to a clique, leaves women out, but often discusses social events in front of those who are excluded. That's so mean. That happens a
1: lot. That was like on every single list.
0: Yeah. That is so mean. That's... It I makes them
1: feel powerful.
0: When we were... um So when we first moved to San Antonio, we had a lot of friends who were med students, and we are not med students, and the med students were super clicky, which is fine, because all their husbands go to school together. They're all very, very close and have the same schedules and do a lot of things. But I remember oftentimes, like, I was friends with a lot of them, and they would always go and post all these things, like, med girls night or med. But I'm like, I'm still, like, even though I'm not a med girl, like, I'm still your friend. Like, sometimes, not all the time,
1: but sometimes it really hurt. I agree. Gen- I have been the victim of that a lot. I don't know why. I always think there's something wrong with me. Like I'll be invited to something with a group of women and think it was so fun. And then like the next weekend, all of them except me will have done it again. And I'm like, what did I say? And it makes me super self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Like, did I say, and I'll go, my husband's like, you overthink things. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to think like, what did I say in that social event that they were like, well, let's not invite her next time. And I don't know. And I it, Glennon Doyle has this awesome concept she shares all the time on her Instagram about how women need to sit in hor sorry about my mic she, Glennon Doyle says women need to sit in horseshoes not circles stop labeling yourself as the med students or the whatever stop giving your social circle a label of course all the plastics are in the same gym class Where are the plastics? 13 royalty if North Shore was Us Weekly they would always be on the cover be oh Oh, this, this article that I sent I sent you to I sent you this article yesterday, Melinda. Oh, yeah. yeah. A woman named Amy. This is everything. So Scary Mommy, and I'm gonna I'll somehow tag this on our Instagram this week. Somebody wrote into Scary Mommy about a woman named Amy. Let me tell you this story. Let me paraphrase this story. This woman was new. She had just moved to an area. She had a bunch of kids, and she was trying to find kind of you know new friends, a new a new circle, if you will. And her kids did dance, and she did PTA and swim. And she said swim is really the hobby that stuck, and so that's where she spent most of her time is at swim. And there were a lot of new people there. And at PTA she met a woman named Amy, and Amy was like PTA president, and she was really busy and and bubbly and friendly, and she didn't really. Um, hang out with Amy a lot just because they didn't cross paths that often until swim because Amy was also a swim mom and she said she would go to swim meets or swim practice and be sitting there and Amy would come over and say oh hey how's it going how's the move and then someone else would come to swim and like sit on the other side and Amy would be like Be right back and go over to that woman and be like, hey, what are you doing by yourself? Come over here. Sit down. Look, Mm -hmm. this is so-and-so. She just moved in. She has a fifth grader. She was so good about including everyone. There was not a little circle of swim moms over here who sit by themselves and they, you you know what I mean? It was, Mm -hmm. she went to every single person and made sure they felt included. And it talked about how Amy, it's because when Amy I don't remember her backstory. It was when she was a kid, she was new and was left out and sat by herself and nobody introduced her or something like that. She was really left out of a clique and, and it kind of stuck with her until she moved in high school and and she decided this is my chance for a fresh start. Nobody knows me. So I'm going to kind of rebrand myself as the friendly, outgoing, bubbly person. And she did that in high school and it just stuck with her. She's that woman. And I bet she is so much happier than anyone who decides to find safety in a clique because that's what a clique gives you comfort zone. You don't have to work. You know what I mean? They know you, they accept you, but it's, but it's still a competition. It's still comparing husbands and appearances. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We need to be Amy's. I love that.
0: That reminds me too. I was actually trying to find it the other day. I thought it was peaceful Barb on Instagram who said it, but I couldn't find it. Um, but it said, if you are actively, uh, hating somebody, don't recruit anyone to your cause. And I really like that. Like how often are we like, do we hate her? Like, asking friends, like, and I actually, this goes back to uh, that girl, the one who, the age girl that I had a problem with. What should we name her?
1: What can we call her? Um, Let's call her. (laughs) She sounds like a Karen. No offense if Karen's listening right uh, now. Oh, yeah. beautiful Karen.
0: Karen's a great name. Well, let's call this girl Karen. Uh, So, uh, not recruiting others to your cause. So, Karen uh, moved away uh, to a different city and uh, I had a friend on Instagram who also lived in that same city and it was just like a small world. And somehow I, I like, I don't think I connected them. They, they got connected somehow. I knew they were in the same place and they were both mutual friends of mine. And I was really jealous. I'm like, Oh, go have fun together. So my friend Christy and Karen, uh, who I ran away from, <laughs> were going to meet up. And I was like, I should tell Christy like everything that I know about Karen and warn her. And I didn't cause I was like, maybe she's really into that. Maybe she'll like that. Um, and I just left it alone. And I was super jealous that they got to hang out. Anyways, Christy called me after their hangout and she was like, Are you and Karen friends? And I was like, Well, Karen and I have a big history. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've got a long history oh, and, way back. <laughs> yeah. And Christy said, I just want you to know I don't think she's your friend because she just bashed you the whole time <gasps> and told me all these things and sent me these text messages. And Christy sent me the text messages and was like, This is what Karen is saying about you. But she was like, that was so big of you to not tell me, to let me form my own opinion on her. And it spoke volumes. And I was like, wow, look, like people, like mean girls will show their true colors. I didn't have to say anything. And Christy was like, yep, Karen,
1: this is Karen for you. I've heard a quote like that too. Like what you say about someone else says more about you than that person. Yeah. I've had that that happen. When I've moved places or when I've been the new person, I've had people warn me about other people. And then I've met that other person and been like, they're actually great but like you're kind of mean (laughs) like why are you (laughs) gossiping about her and maybe and sometimes it's true too they are legitimately warning me but I still unless like you're in imminent danger you don't need to warn anyone about anyone that's what I've realized like they're gonna find out just like Karen like Karen showed her true colors mean girls will show their true colors you don't have to warn anyone they're not they can't hide it for long so (laughs) yeah yeah exactly
0: All right. And then the last way to, or one of the last ways to spot a mean girl is she has control issues, often struggles with anger and impulse control.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. But we all have seen those moms who like flip out at the PTA meeting or they really, you know, they want to be in control. They don't like people disagreeing or going up against them. They can't work well together with other people. So we also, those six items, we came up with some preventative measures so basically the opposite of these behaviors (laughs) now we also we I we introduce those six things as things to spot in other people but we all struggle with those we did a whole episode on jealousy and we have jealousies we have envy you know what I mean it's easy to be standoffish towards someone because you're jealous because you're insecure we're Mm -hmm. all insecure so these are ways to overcome and prevent mean girl behavior in yourself or if you have a chance to influence someone else especially our daughters. the first thing we said was mean girl behavior was struggles with envy and jealousy and the antidote to that is to have gratitude take a be introspective be grateful for what you have and then you won't be envious right the grass is greener where you water it so water your own grass Mm -hmm. take care of be grateful for what you have the second one is to work toward a healthy self-image and this will battle the appearance focused behavior a healthy self-image means well we're going to do a whole episode on this but again Accept the fact that bodies change every single day and don't be self-conscious about it. Your body is supposed to change. Every single body, human thing changes and evolves. So fight the messages that say your body is not supposed to change and is supposed to stu- be stuck as a 21-year-old forever. <laughs> work toward a healthy self-image. And the third thing is to work toward a healthy self-esteem. And that combats that status focused Realize that if you lost everything today, your job, your title, your big house, your whatever you have... You, are, you still have as much worth as you did when you had all of that stuff. You were born with your worth. And it's it's huge. You are worthy with or without all of that stuff. And that's what healthy self-esteem is. That you can walk into a room and it doesn't matter if you have anything in common with those people, but you have something to bring to the table because of who you are, not because of what you have. The next
0: thing is adopt the age old if you can't say something nice. Practice complimenting. I think that's a perfect one and something to teach your kids too like right if you can't say something nice don't say anything at all or or yeah
1: (laughs) i'm working on that with my daughter right now literally her job every day is to compliment at least three people and sometimes we pick the people ahead of time because i want her to get used to that i want that to be habitual in her life is to see the good in other people Because then you're not going to have friendship troubles. It's hard to be mean to someone who's complimenting you. That's where this all stemmed from. She's been having some social issues. And I told her that. I said, I taught her the kill them with kindness concept. And she was like, kill them? I was like, I don't mean like they're going to die, Olivia. I mean, mean fight them with kindness. Win them over with kindness. I said, how hard is it to be mean to someone who comes up to you and says, oh my goodness, Olivia, that bow is so cute. I love it. Your hair looks adorable today. Are you going to turn around and be like, I don't want to play with you at recess you know what i mean (laughs) that doesn't happen oh my god i love your skirt where did you get it uh it was my mom's in (gasps) the 80s vintage so adorable thanks (laughs) that is the ugliest effing skirt i've ever seen
0: okay the next thing is adopt the horseshoe mentality not circle you won't feel insecure with new people if you're confident in yourself you won't need validation from others I love that that I've never heard that before the horseshoe thing and not a circle I think that's brilliant and I can't wait to I tell my that. girls that
1: yeah I had to talk to my, my daughter about that too that you can play with everyone you might not if you keep yourself in a circle you won't even realize that maybe there's a new girl who's more like you than anyone you've ever met mm-hmm. so yeah, I love, that. I love that too and we talked about this is really important actually I'm going to put this plug in not even being a horseshoe, be okay being alone. That is something I've had to talk to my daughter. I said, if people are being mean to you, don't stay just so you can be with people. Because uh, we listened to the Megan Trainor song, the Me Too song. Oh, if uh-huh. I was you, we listened to that on the way to school. And there's a line in that, that says, I can't help loving myself and I don't need nobody else. And I always tell uh-huh. her that line cause when she was having problems. And I said, you like digging for shark teeth they have like a shark teeth pit, Angie like, Char- at, kid, at her I school digging for shark teeth. yeah she likes digging for shark teeth in the sand pit and yeah. I was like would you rather hang out with the girls who are not being nice to you just so you can not be alone then like you love digging for shark teeth go dig for shark teeth and I think that's so important you that's need adorable. to get to the place self esteem wise where you're okay with being alone don't self sacrifice just to be surrounded by people, just to fit in with a clique. Learn to love yourself first, and then you can wait for the right people to come along. You have no problem, like, well, oh, I'll just stay home and do this. You don't need to try to fit in with people who don't respect you. Be okay being alone. You don't need validation from others. Yeah. And, like, think about now if we teach that to our children now, what better adults oh, they'll
0: be when they can yes. learn to rely on themselves and be confident in themselves. And not, I feel like I. Like, I've, I've talked about this before. Like, I got married when I was 18. And I had boyfriends before I got married. Like, it was never just Malin. And I feel like I was just, I need people around me. Like, I feel like I can't do anything by myself for years. And it's taken me a long time to get to the place where I'm like, like, right now when all my kids are at school. And I'm like, oh my gosh, for the first time in my whole life, I'm all by myself. Like, I'm an independent woman. Like, but it's taken me like a while to, to learn to be okay just being on my own. Like, I, we are so capable. All right, the last one. All right. It's work well with others. Use
1: empathy to connect with others and learn how to be an active listener. Yeah, that will combat control issues. If you can listen to what someone is saying without thinking of what you're going to say next, just listen to them. And imagine if you were in, you know, use empathy. What if this was me advocating for this and I was in her situation? Relate to people that way. And that will help combat control issues and struggles with anger and impulse control. And that's how you can avoid being a mean girl. Yeah. When I was uh, in college,
0: I took a communications class. And I remember learning the, there's like four different types of listeners and the teacher was going over them. And like the last and worst kind is the person that's always looking for the next thing they can say. And I was like, oh shoot, I think that's what I am. And so I had to train myself (laughs) to be an active listener. And I mean, I'm not perfect at it, but I try really hard. It's like, you you don't have to say everything and have a story for everything. You can just sit back and listen to people talk. And you can learn a lot about people, and people will open up, and that's how you, I feel like that's a great way to build friendships. Like no one yeah. wants to be friends with someone that's like always trying to one up and always trying to get in a word. And
1: yeah, I think
0: uh, when earlier when you were talking, it popped into my head. Um, I feel like a lot of people struggle with having friends. It's hard to make like really good meaningful friendships and when I was uh, a young mom with little kids I was devastated with not having any friends and that was like the height of like Karen in my life and I just wanted connections so bad and one day it just dawned on me like I think I need to be the kind of friend that I want to have and if I can be that really good friend I was just waiting for people to come to me and I was like wait that's not going to work no one's going to come to me I have to put myself out there and be the kind of friend that I want to have and that was like the secret to making friends for me
1: yeah if, me too yeah if
0: you want friends go be the kind of friend that you want to have pick someone and if it doesn't work out then there's a
1: lot of other people you can be friends with put yourself out there you just have to and that's what you're going to find your people by being authentic we've talked about this before be authentic put yourself out there probably they're probably just as nervous as you but you're one step ahead if you already have the self-esteem that you know if it doesn't work out you can be alone you don't have to force anything but. But be that. Be the example of non-mean girl behavior for the people around you. Exactly. And I think it's important, too, to remember that the
0: way you talk to and about people is the way that your children are going to talk to and about people. So set an example for them with that. Like, how many times have we said something bad in front of our kids? I've been like, oh, shoot, I just gave them a really bad example. Yeah. So I think to remember that. And then I have – I couldn't decide which quote to end with, Angie, so I have three okay Okay. can i end with three quotes do you have anything else you want to talk about mean girl i was just gonna
1: say it's the peaceful barb quote that's my favorite okay we'll end with the peaceful barb one okay the other two
0: first okay Okay. so i don't know who these ones are by but the first one is blowing out someone else's candle doesn't make yours shine any brighter Mm. if someone treats you badly just remember there's something wrong with them not you healthy people don't go around destroying others yeah I love that and the peaceful barb one is while you can't control someone's negative behavior you can control how long you participate in it I love that run away if you have a mean girl she's driving you crazy there is nothing wrong with cutting that person out of your life I you know we'll take it back to Karen I told Karen let's not do this anymore let's cut each other out of each other's lives let's delete phone numbers not have any communication because this isn't healthy for either of us. And that was probably the most mature, like serious thing to that point in my life that I had done been like, Karen, like I'm breaking up with you,
1: like this has to end. So there's nothing wrong with doing that. Awesome. Good. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of how far we've come because we have been mean girls and we shared our vulnerable experiences, but it's really good to be able to do the work and look back and be like, wow, I've come so far. I can't imagine doing that now guys thank you so much for being here we truly consider you part of our betterish gang we would love to hear your thoughts about this week's episode so email us at betterish.podcast at gmail.com or message and tag us on instagram at betterish.podcast
0: and if you like what you heard don't forget to leave us a five-star review on itunes and make it real good because we might just share it here on our next episode and bonus points if you share the betterish podcast with all of your friends